Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. You can find more relationship insights at focusonthefamily.com slash marriage podcast. Thinking back to that wonderful day you got married, you probably never dreamed that you'd fight with that same person over something as simple as how you put the toilet paper roll on, or who's going to clean the dishes tonight, or maybe a tube of toothpaste. Now, for me, it was the toothpaste, and it wasn't a fight, but what I thought was a cute little habit of, and I think I might have mentioned this previously, Dina brushing her teeth went back then, and she would kind of throw so her toothbrush. brush her teeth now? <laughs> Not the same way. <laughs> oh, oh, gotcha. So she would brush her teeth and throw the toothbrush in the sink. And then, and then rinse it off. And it was sort of like, why do you have to throw it in the sink? I thought it was kind of cute until I had to deal with it every day in my sink. And it became annoying. It's sort of like, why do I have to pull your toothbrush out of the sink? Now, we have solved that problem because she's listened to me and we bought a place with two sinks now. So it's all whatever. Win, win. And just the other day, her toothbrush was in the sink and I was fine with it. I got over that thing. It's, you let her it, have it's her pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, I'm John Fuller, and I'm a Reformed toothbrush <laughs> critic or something, uh, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They head up our marriage department here at Focus on the Family. And, um, boy, you two, you've shared stories before of things you fight over, and I know it's nothing as silly or stupid as a toothbrush. Well, actually, Greg, for a long time, would when we had one sink, would clean out his razor in the sink, but not, like, rinse it down. And I'd be like, why can't you just, if that's fine if you're going to do that, but just rinse it. Yeah. Just, just turn the water the on. the job. Rinse it. And he's like, I don't know. It was a mark of his understand. masculinity. So right? we have gone to the same solution with me, that. Except all of me. We have gone to the same solution <laughs> with that as well. We have two sinks. I don't care what he does with his Okay, sink. so you don't look at it. No. All right. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it w- was good to know these things because, one, this is not what we had written down on our notes to talk about. <laughs> right. So it's good to it's know. It's therapeutic for us to get all this out. Dina's not here holding... to defend herself. So. <laughs> Aaron's harboring all these angry feelings yeah. towards me about my shaving from whiskers in let's sink. let's move on in here from somebody that's got deep spiritual thoughts on these uh, these matters pastor craig rochelle really he he is a terrific guest and he had some superb insight about how to overlook what he called petty offenses with your spouse yeah really the probably the one of the biggest and ugliest fights we had was over pancakes and and that makes me feel better uh, well I'm, I'm glad but it was, it's actually it's not real funny <laughs> when it came down it's uh you know, I grew up in a home where we made pancakes flat and round, and they were the same size, and and they came off the griddle hot, and you ate them immediately. And Amy came from what I call a dysfunctional pancake family. You know, <laughs> they were she, they, she anyway. In her, so when we got married, we recognized we had this real tension, and I was trying to make pancakes, and she said, you know, I'm going to do this, and she wanted to bless me with pancakes, and. She made them, and in my mind, they were totally unacceptable, like a pathetic excuse for pancakes. They were more like grilled dough balls. They were fat, and and (laughs) they weren't proportioned, you know, different sizes. Squares and and rectangles. You've got a a lot of hackles up on women right now. Really? I I know, I know. I mean, that's, you know, one of my many flaws, but, you know, and then they were cold. And so I tried to tell her that's not the way you make them, and she didn't like my advice. And so it... I'm not going to say it got violent in the kitchen, but she did pull the spatula back and put a shoulder into me to move me out of the way. And here's this pastor and his wife in the kitchen about to throw down over pancakes. And so it's, uh, you know, literally to this day, 
she makes her pancakes and I make mine, and, and that's how we decided to get along. Craig, let me ask you this, because uh, many couples could fill in that blank. It sounds absurd. Okay, it's pancakes. It is absurd. It's, <laughs> we all have something like that. It's toothpaste containers. Right. Right. It's whatever. The dishes aren't put away. Right. Uh, what's really happening when we look back on it a few years later and we laugh, hopefully, but at the moment, why such insignificant things are trigger points? What's happening yeah, underneath it? Well, so often, you know, we, we have, you know, we have sinfulness in our own lives that manifests itself in the relationship and our self-centeredness. You know, oftentimes it's really the small things that start the big problems in marriage. And that's one of the things Amy and I really try to work with couples on and recognize that all couples are going to fight and every couple is going to fight. But the way you fight will determine whether you're successful in moving forward or not. And the reality is most of us are not equipped to fight well and fight fair. Mm -hmm. And so we really try to work with people to help recognize why is it that this is such a big deal to me and how can I put myself in the other person's shoes, feel empathy, see their side of the story, and then work not toward victory because if one person wins and one person loses, if one person loses, then we both lose. Mm. So we're not working toward victory, but we're working toward resolution so we can find harmony again in the relationship. Why in a marriage relationship, when you go down the aisle, you're thinking we're going to live happily ever after, why do we turn that into a zero-sum game? I win, you lose. Yeah, it's sad that we do that, but so often the, the very things that attract us to the person when we're dating become the things that annoy us later on when we're married. You know, if if he's laid back and she likes that, then they get married. He's not laid back. He's lazy. He's a bum, you know. Or if, she, <laughs> or if she's organized when they're dating, you know, they get married. And then she, then she becomes a control freak. And so, you know, I think yeah, the root of it is our sin nature that's so destructive. And that's why, you know, marriage isn't – someone wrote a great book on it. I wish I could think of the title. But the purpose of marriage isn't to make us happy. But in so many ways, the purpose of marriage is to make us holy. Mm-hmm. And that we learn to die to ourselves and to, to serve someone else as Christ served the church is a is a high calling and and difficult for a lot of people but so completely worth it. I have said that because I, I'm coming to the conclusion sitting with, you know, good thinkers like yourself and Gary Chapman and Gary Thomas. Mm-hmm. The one thing that I'm picking up is God uses marriage, the construct of marriage, his design for marriage. And I know that offends some people, but when you look at it, what it does is it makes you if it's healthy, it makes you less selfish. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. It, it really does. You die to self, like you right. just said. And without that, you know, we're never going to have a good marriage. And, and so at the heart of it, that's really what we're called to do, not just in marriage, but as followers of Jesus, is to die to ourselves. You know, Greg, it's a spiritual concept, die to self, and that's preached a lot in churches. What does it look like in a relationship? Yeah, really, dying to self is all about sacrifice. So specifically, you know, husbands are called to love our wives as Christ loved the church. Well, he died for his bride, the church. And in the same way, that's really what we're being called to. But this isn't something that's simply for a husband. Actually, throughout the scriptures, there, there are great verses that, that talk about that love, like, for example, in 1 John 3.16, it says, this is how we know what love is. So let me just think about the statement there. This, this is, is evidence of love. Yeah. Jesus Christ laid down his life, so we ought to do that for others. So really, our, our, our calling here on earth is to love, to love God, to love others, and how that's going to look is through sacrifice. So really the key is, is figuring out that, okay, 
So what does sacrifice then look like practically as, as we exist in our relationships? And really what sacrifice is, John, is it's giving up something that we own for our spouse because they're, we view them as more valuable. We see their value. The value is there whether we're able to see it or not in different moments when we're hurt, frustrated, whatever. But it's, it's recognizing I have time to offer. I have money, comfort, resources, my love to offer. And sometimes that is not what I would choose as my top priority, but I have the opportunity to sacrifice. However, when we sacrifice, it's key that we're doing that from a place of abundance, mm. that we're not already empty and walking around, you know, completely with nothing to give. And then we sacrifice. So then we're bitter that we've sacrificed and resentful that he had a need. So it's just recognizing my job is to plug into the true source and fill up so then I can turn around and give it right out. Mm. And my spouse is my closest neighbor that I'm called to love. So making sure that I'm abundantly full, that when I give out, then I go back and I plug back into the true source. And that's the cycle repeats. You know, even this morning, uh, so I love to get up early before anyone else is, is up. I go down to the basement. I can catch up on some shows while working out. So I just, I love that time. I, I got up later and, and it was someone's birthday today. And so as I'm looking at my watch going, uh, I, I want to finish my workout, but I know that, that, that Aaron is the birthday girl loves to get breakfast in bed mm-hmm. on her birthday. And so I, I literally kept going, okay, I can go five more minutes. Now I can just so give finally, her a power bar for, for exactly. breakfast <laughs> with a candle wedged in there. But, but I mean, that's an example. I had a choice. Yeah. So I could either say, oh, I'm so sorry. I was late. And I just didn't have time. Or I gave up, you know, this, this opportunity for me to exercise. And I did quite a bit. So, I mean, so you, I was feeling good. You did some exercise, but then you did the right thing. Right. You're the hero. You stopped exercising <laughs> to make breakfast and serve it to her in bed, right? He I'm did. trying to Excellent. explain how wonderful I am. Yeah. Yes, so you and keep he interrupting was, It was me. a wonderful surprise because I was so tired yeah. that when he walked in with breakfast and with the kids, I was like, what's going on? Oh, yeah, it's my birthday. Nice. She got up. She actually was oh, bringing right. it up. She's coming down. I'm like, wait, go back to back bed. get back in bed. I'm trying to serve like you. You're asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it's, it wasn't yeah. hard. <laughs> we will find those opportunities every single day. And so it's just our choice. Do we want to give those things up for someone that we consider so valuable? Yeah. And as Craig was saying, um, we need to let go of our self-centeredness and be focused on our spouse. Uh, whatever stage your marriage is in, we want to give you uh, resources, help, reminders that just keep you moving forward in a good way and overlooking those things that really aren't a big deal in your marriage and really keying in on what is important. One of the things that will help you do that is our free marriage assessment. It's one of our most popular resources online. It addresses a lot of different aspects of your relationship And um, I'll encourage you to take that uh, as individuals, compare notes. It's free, and it's going to help you see kind of some pathways moving forward to improve in the relationship. And then if you're able to, please consider making a gift of any amount to help focus on the family out. Uh, We make these podcasts. We have so many different resources, all designed to make marriages better and to help you. And uh, so if you can donate today, join our support team. We'll say thank you by sending a copy of the book that Craig and Amy Groeschel wrote. It's called From This Day Forward. We've got details uh, for all of this in the show notes. 
Next time, Dr. Larry Crabb addresses the different ways you and your spouse are called to bless your marriage. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the rest of the team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.